This podcast is for the rebels, the misfits, the stargazers, the skinny dippers, those that want to fall in love and believe in magic, those that want to bet high, break free, and know their highest self. You are listening to the Aaron Evans Podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Evans. Buckle up and thank you for your attention. Shortly after I exited my marriage, I jumped into a relationship and In jumping into the relationship, I didn't have to look at my grief for breaking the family. I didn't have to look at my sadness for losing a person that was a big part of my life. I didn't have to consider the places I felt broken and sad. So in a way, I was putting a bandage on, resisting what was directly in front of me. Now this tactic worked for a little while, until it didn't work, and I was forced to deal with not only the grief of the next relationship, but the compounded feelings that I didn't address after I separated from my husband. You've likely heard the phrase, what you resist persists. In other words, the more you resist something, (laughs) the bigger it gets, and the more you'll have to deal with it later. What we hide away will eventually resurface. So resistance is an inability or an unwillingness to consider, look at, accept a negative experience. It's a feeling that the adversity that we've faced is so overwhelming that to go back to the pain or feel the emotion is above our pay grade and something that will only bring more heartache and more pain. However, if I didn't pay my mortgage bill, I would be hit with a lot of interest to be paid later. And that is a higher price than just dealing with the payment that was directly in front of me. The same is true of pain that lives in our hearts from unresolved issues. So the opposite of resistance would be a resolution, a decision, to become resolute to face what is in front of us, be it a difficult conversation, a job change, a breakup, grief, uh, unprocessed trauma. And it doesn't mean that we are escaping or bypassing any emotion. It means we're gonna go right in and we're gonna consider that yes, it happened, yes, it hurt, now what? We, we resist things, we fight them, we push away because we're protecting ourselves. We're holding on to anxiety and sorrow because we wanna make sure that we don't get hurt like that again. But it doesn't work that way because it doesn't just make the emotion subside. It starts to bubble up and the repercussion could be illness, injury, sickness. So to get what you want, you have to want what you get. Eckhart Tolle says, imagine that the moment right in front of you is the moment that you had wished for. 
And that's a pretty challenging concept to consider when you're dealing with something so massive, it makes you feel hopeless and helpless. So we might avoid or complain, shy away, build resentment, protest, go to battle. But what ends up happening is we build fear and shame and that sense of hopelessness for our own lives. So to open ourselves again and again might seem misogynistic. Why would you want to go there? Are you a glutton for punishment? But if we consider my example of not facing the tremendous loss of my life and then the repercussion of it later was that it compounded. It left me feeling worse than had I figured out how I felt and sat with what I felt. So we can be on the defense, right? We're defending our stance because in our heart of hearts, we're right. It hurt. When something is true, there's nothing to defend. So when I have a situation in front of me and it's true, I don't need to defend it. And yet my human instinct might be to blame, throw accusations. Problem is that everything is energy and we can squander it. We can waste our energy ruminating and rehashing and reliving our past pain, things we have not faced. So there is a cost associated with trying to escape necessary pain. And I use the term necessary pain because if you've been betrayed, assaulted, taken advantage of, there will be a remnants of that feeling. And we can't drink it away. We can't push it away. We can't rationalize it away because it's an acceptance that it feels unfair and it really hurts. I heard a philosopher once say that happiness is a function of acceptance. And acceptance is not toxic positivity like everything happens for a reason. It is to accept that the moment in front of us is very real. That whatever situations in our life brought us to this moment and now's our chance to go in to sit, to feel, to diffuse the power of the negative emotion that we might feel. So we don't want to block darkness or feelings of sadness. And we tend to scale things like getting flowers is good, getting rejected is bad. And so everything is tallied and scored as good or bad. But what if we just saw it as something that was happening? Less attachment to whether it is a positive or a negative and more of a meeting of the moment right in front of us. So if inspiration is perishable, we know that when we feel inspired, we must act because it won't be available later. What if the same were true for when we had a bubbling of an emotion with our partner? something that bothered us. And instead of bottling it, pushing it down and building resentments, we faced it head on. So we have to choose the places in our lives where we refuse not to go to war. 
We need to consider our finances, our relationships, our health, and our work. If I injured my foot, but I refused to look at it, I, I resisted uh, going to physical therapy, doing my exercises because I was too busy, later in life, I would have chronic foot pain. So if I love my body, I would do my exercises, fix my foot. But for some things, they feel so overwhelming. We don't have enough tools in our toolbox, so we don't deal with it. The thing is, when it is present and alive, this is the time to look at it. To fear what you don't want is to call in more of that. And where you are bounded and shut off from the world, you live a half-life. You can't experience the beauty, the pain, the richness of the world. And likewise, the world can't interact and explore the richness of you. A girlfriend of mine gave me this little post-it that said, stay open. And that sits on my bedside table. And when I'm happy and everything's going great, I don't look at it. But when I'm in the throes of some unimaginable pain, I take a look at that post-it note, stay open. And in staying open and not resisting the moment that I'm in, I have the possibility to make a change, but also to use it as a catapult into the present moment. Our suffering, our pain is birthed out of a refusal to be in the moment we're in, an inability to believe that this could happen to us. So we must go beyond our natural tendencies and understand it's really human to avoid the things that are annoying or painful. We have bills to pay, homes to clean, bodies to tend to, relationships to take care of. So it is our responsibility to act in the world, to play our part. The yogis say that we are living in maya, illusion, play. Um, it's this idea of Layla, of play, and the world is a stage and we are all players. So we don't know how our actions inspire and, and change the way other people are acting and behaving. A simple forgiveness can create a ripple of forgiveness through the world. What we resist not only persists, but grows in size. There is a bubbling up of emotion when it's tied into a story or something that's unresolved. A pure emotion lasts 60 to 90 seconds. The issue is we tend to hook stories and memories into that emotion when truly, if we allow an emotion to flow, we won't hook ourselves in there. What have you been avoiding? What have you been pushing down, eating away, drinking away that could possibly be alive enough right now to work through? We are in this together and we need each other. 
So when you make a change and a, a resolute decision to stop resisting what is, you open yourself to potentiality, to magic, to mystery, to miracles. Open your eyes. Miracles are everywhere. I love you and appreciate you tuning in, and I hope you took something away. Remember that when one rises, many rise. Let's inspire one another and be the change. If you liked what you heard, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. Till next time, don't feed stray dogs. Till next time, don't pet stray dogs.